Hi, I'm Caroline Kim. I am part of the uh, DDA Cohort 9, and my project is FIDO Garden Guide. FIDO Garden Guide? Yes. Fun. Okay. I'm excited to hear it. I always love these projects. Everyone is so creative, and it's always so cool to hear the stories behind them and all of that good stuff. But first, your story. Before NSS, what were you doing, and why did you decide to go through this three-month full-time experience? Before NSS, I was doing data analytics. So I worked in finance for about eight years. So um, seven of that, I was at financial firms in Nashville, UBS, and Alliance Bernstein. And that's really where my data analytics journey began um, when I was hired to um, basically do monitor very large data sets of over-the-counter derivatives for production issues and I got a crash course in data analytics. Um, and I, we really did everything out of Excel. So I learned the power of Excel and also that I love data analytics, which I'm not sure I even knew the word for at the time. Um, from there, I brought data analytical techniques with me into all of the jobs I had, um, including internal audit. And most recently, I was a QA analyst at Cornell. And that job really drew heavily on my data analytics skills, and I had the opportunity to work closely with the business intelligence team um, as I you know, developed reporting and financial QAs and even helped migrate um, manual processes to automated workflow technology. And it just became really obvious to me that data analytics was my passion, and that's where I wanted to head. And at the time, I really only knew Excel, and it became apparent to me that I needed to gain a stronger technical background in order to pursue data analytics to the extent that I wanted to. It is incredible always to hear how folks can start with something like, hey, I have no idea what any of this means, and then zoom forward to the end and like, wow, I actually can do this, and I feel really great about it. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I... Never really considered myself a tech person. I was kind of a literature nerd and I majored in archaeology and I spent my free time, you know, doing creative writing because I still consider myself a writer first and foremost. Um, and so tech was something other people did, um, but I kind of discovered that there's this quantitative side to me and then really, you know, throwing myself into the fire. It was incredible to me that I was able to do all this stuff after all, and it wasn't so scary and unapproachable and it was quite achievable. That's got to feel great. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. I can hear in your voice that that newfound confidence and eagerness of what's coming up. So I would next love to hear about your project. What did you end up building and how did you build it? Well, I would love to tell you about Fido Garden Guide. So it uh, combines, yeah. I guess, two of my main passions um, at this time. So data analytics and native plant gardening. Um, so I'm a very passionate native plant gardener. Last year, I planted like 500 native plants um, at my property here in central New York, um, in the Finger Lakes region. Um, and on this uh, land, we there is an old barn. Um, it is 
well over 100 years old, and it is covered in peeling, chipping lead paint. And I didn't really think much of it until uh, our exterminator, because we had to hire exterminator because a lot of squirrels live in our 163-year-old wooden house. Um, so our exterminator told us we should get our well water tested. And I was shocked to find not only were there so many bacteria, they couldn't even count them all, but there was a substantial amount of lead and no amount of lead is safe. So, you know, I, that was, I thought, you know, I'd moved from urban Nashville to this very scenic, rural, remote place, this beautiful old farmhouse. And, you know, I, I was just surprised that this was where I had to be concerned about you know, my water. I mean, I guess you have to be concerned about your water everywhere, but it was just a surprise to me that it really entered my radar here in this beautiful place. Um, and so then I came across this study randomly. I, I don't even remember what I was reading, but it was um, the Swedish study um, in which aquatic moss in only one hour removed 82% of arsenic from contaminated water. Are you water. serious? <laughs> yeah. That's like, you can't even, there's no way to replicate that uh, from a, oh, yeah. a, a man-made solution. Yeah. And, you know, I was um, speaking to someone the other day and uh, when I was telling them about my uh, using plants to fight or remediate and they were like, you know, do you really, do you trust them? Do you trust plants? And I was like, well, you know, I don't know how we think we're going to out engineer nature in only a few years. Nature has been at this for a long time. Whoa. That makes a lot of sense. They've been around a lot longer than us. So how did you – to tell me more about the technical part of all this. So tell me more about the app, the project idea here that that someone can use. So hopefully, hey, you know, do some native planting to help combat some of these terrible things that are in the environment from yeah. humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, being kind of data-oriented and garden-oriented, I had – sort of put together my own spreadsheets related to my garden to kind of parse through things. And, um, but then when it came to this, really, I guess I built Fido Garden Guide for myself as my own starting point to building my Fido Garden. And so it's meant to be extremely user-friendly and to make Fido gardening very approachable and accessible, even to people who, you know, don't necessarily know much about gardening. Um, and so essentially what it does is it takes list of um, native, native plants known to have phytoremediation abilities. And the, that's for, broken down into categories. So some are known um, to remediate lead or maybe they're better at air pollution or chlorinated solvents. And then it cross-references uh, for commercial availability because, you know, knowing a plant can phytoremediate is only as useful if you can get your hands on it. Um, and so my favorite online native plant nursery, Prairie Moon, they have, I think they now have like 800 uh, native plant species available for sale online. And so I took these lists of plants uh, with phytoremediation abilities and I cross-referenced them against the Prairie Moon inventory. And unfortunately, only 24 of all of the species were available at Prairie Moon. So I decided to take a step back and um, also take a genus level approach where it infers that um, all species in the same genus would share those phytoremediation abilities um, so that I could recommend more plants. 
Um, but since that isn't always the case, I do maintain that distinction in the data. So you can see if I'm recommending something based on its genus or its species. And so it's an interactive dashboard. Um, so I did, I did the analysis using um, Python and SQL, but then ultimately it's a Tableau interactive dashboard that categorizes the recommendations in two different ways. So if you know a specific pollutant that you're concerned about, it will make recommendations based on that pollutant. Or if you don't know what you should be concerned about in your environment, it also makes um, recommendations based on the site type. So if you know that the land around you has been used for agriculture uh, now or in the past, or there's industrial sites, it will also tell you what pollutants might be um, contaminating those environments based on their uh, historical use. So this might be a totally naive question. So here in Nashville, if we have, let's say, a backyard and there's, you know, just grass, would it, is it better to plant native plants instead of just having grass or trying to have, you know, how? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So can you give me, I, know I don't have your app in front of me, but I really want to find a way to, to check that out later. But what are some of the, the takeaways with, of course, National Software School students are all around now because it's a uh, it's more accessible with it being virtual, but with those who are in Nashville, what are some of the things we should be thinking about? Well, so I first really became interested in native plants um, when I was planting my garden in uh, Madison in Nashville. That was where we um, bought our first home right at the beginning of COVID. Um, we were very fortunate. And so uh, I was excited to have my first garden and I planted a bunch of stuff. And then I was at the nursery and I saw that um, certain plants were marked native plants. And I planted those and lo and behold, pollinators just started showing up, you know, left and right. Uh, they love the native plants. And I uh, was friends with another gardener who had been gardening for years and I told her, you should try native plants. And she was shocked at the um, volume of pollinators that suddenly showed up. Um, and also birds, you know, well, birds feed on insects. And so if those native plants are attracting insects, you know, that's food for birds, but they also eat the seeds more. Um, there's just so many benefits. And when you have grass and also groundwater, they absorb groundwater. So um, whenever it rains, they, yeah, they'll uh, drink down the groundwater much better and um, refill the water tables as well. I mean, the benefits are endless. Well, I'm convinced. I'm going to be following up with you. I got to be checking out your yeah. app you built. How amazing. Also, I think to end on that note of just you can take your passions and bring things into reality with these new tools that you've been learning about. So as you're thinking about what's next, what kind of work do you think? You know, you're based in New York, right? What kind of mm -hmm. work are you looking to do? Are you looking to stay in New York? Are you looking to join a remote team? What are you maybe interested in at this moment, knowing it might change later? So I guess the, I mean, that's a great question. And I guess my answer would be, I'll know it when I see it. Living in the Finger Lakes region, I'm not really able to relocate for the foreseeable future. So um, given the remoteness of the region, realistically, I probably need a remote job. Um, so that would, you know, be top priority. Um, but after that, I don't know, it's hard, you know, because I have this background in finance and internal audit, which has, um, you know, been really great. And I have really enjoyed the people I've worked with in the past. Um, 
But going into the future, I would definitely be open to doing something totally different as well. I have really taken to Tableau and data visualization and tapping into that kind of like more creative aesthetic side of me. I know. Yeah. Like I said, it. I have so many interests. I'm half left-brained, half right-brained. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'll, I'm just waiting to come across the right opportunity for me. Definitely. Well, thank you for jumping in here. Love the passion. And I'm definitely going to be following up about native plants I should be planting in my backyard. And uh, good things ahead. So congrats again on, on your graduation tomorrow. We're so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I should uh, give a shout out to our wonderful instructor, uh, instructors, but also to my classmates, because, you know, I've learned so much from them as well. That's good. You really do make some new friends for life going through this, but it is a shared experience. Not easy, but uh, you all <laughs> did it. So congratulations to you and the whole cohort. Okay. Thank you so much.